When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ella Pike. I'm a breathwork facilitator and I empower people to confront vulnerability to love themselves authentically. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Ella, welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So am I. We had uh, an exceptional response to our first um, episode together, which was awesome. And we were just talking about how nervous you were for the first one. I was cheating myself. Sorry for swearing. I was oh, it's not okay. Trust me, not the first one. Um, but we were also discussing like how much of a difference um, or how much of a change there's been with like your outcome can, since the last one in terms of living um, in alignment and just how many crazy things have been happening for you, which is epic. Um, before we kind of dive into a lot of the stuff we want to touch on today, because for anyone that's um, that's listening at the moment, uh, I would highly recommend to go back and listen to our first episode first, um, because we kind of go into a bit more detail about some of the things we touched on last time. Plus, talk about my experience doing a breakthrough um, press session with Ella about a month or so ago, which was epic. Um, but give us an update on some of the things that have changed in your life since the last time we caught up because I know there's been some really exciting things happening for you. So exciting. So last time I remember when you finished, we were talking about what my intentions were for like the rest of my year and stuff and what I wanted to do. And it was to finish my Oxygen Advantage course. So I'm officially an Oxygen Advantage master trainer. No, not master trainer. No, I think I am a master trainer actually. Anyway, I'm qualified with OA. And I was actually not in a very good headspace when I spoke to you last. I was quite lost and... um not really having a great year and I just kept surrendering to it and of course the universe had my back hard and everything worked out so perfectly and I'm actually opening a breathwork studio on Chapel Street in about a month and a half um, with my business partner Nathan who is also an Oxygen Advantage breath facilitator and yeah so everything I couldn't have even imagined sitting here now in like what five six months having this mindset now like probably what came maybe yeah not even that yeah so like three months okay three months maybe i just can't like the person who i was then i don't even i love her so much but wow i'm so happy she's out of that little rut and i'm just everything i'm just very excited i'm opening this breath studio and everything has worked out and all of the not so nice feelings that i was going through last year Mm -hmm. are like makes sense now i had to transmute it and sit in it and now the universe is like there you go you understood it you learned your lesson here you go it's bigger and better than ever before (laughs) that's right well nothing life doesn't happen to you happens for you exactly oh and also i've started running community mornings um at elwood bathers every saturday morning for i i guess it's kind of like a little taste tester of what you can expect when you do come to the breath house um once we are open and it's just no cost you just rock up if you feel like rocking up you have to sign a waiver and it's just a nice bath, breath work and some gratitude and just vibes with strangers every Saturday morning, 7am. How great. Yeah. And I've had a number of clients and people that I'm friends with that have been coming to the sessions and just raving about how great they are. 
I want you to quickly explain for the listener, um, you know, we just touched on how you've been living in alignment and you surrendered to the bad feelings and the, the negativity, I guess, that you were experiencing when we spoke last. Mm. Can you explain what that actually means? Because, I mean, the word alignment and stuff gets thrown around a lot now. And for those who understand it, it makes a lot of sense. But for those that don't, it's kind of like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yes. So what, what were the kind of things that you were kind of doing to, to break through that, um, that period in your life and what do you mean by surrendering and living in alignment? So I had some big changes happening in my life at the beginning of last year and some things that I had to kind of, I guess, how do I explain it? I didn't feel like the things that I was doing, how I was showing up every day was authentic anymore and I felt as though... I wasn't living in alignment and I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to explain but I didn't feel right and the things that I was doing in my days didn't feel authentic to me and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like they were true to who I am and what I stand for so I made some really uncomfortable decisions and I stepped away from some things that I still loved a lot and I still my heart and soul was really in them Um, and it really hurt like it really hurt a lot and it sent me into I, my best friend also moved overseas at the same time and it just kind of felt like my world came crushing down for a second and I started to feel and obviously I was I was the breath boss right and I have to show up for people and I have to hold space for people to go through their own moments and I didn't really have any capacity to do anything other than show up for people and I kind of started shutting down like shutting away my friends and just spending a lot of time by myself and sitting in my pain a lot And last year really wasn't very nice for me. I spent a lot of time by myself, a lot of time crying, a lot of time just breathing and I guess transmuting. And I I mean transmuting in the sense that I just let myself feel like shit. I let myself eat shit food. Sat in the negativity and sat in those hard times and just let yourself feel it. Exactly. And I journaled a lot. And when I was journaling, I would write down, I would just talk to myself and write myself letters and I would... I don't know, I tried to unpack what was triggering me and unpack why I was feeling the way I was. And I did it and I unpacked it and I I did a lot of breath work and I did a lot of the rebirths and I sat in it in the sense that I did cry and I didn't talk to anyone and I only showed up for the things that I had to show up for. Um, And then with time, it started to feel less painful. And with time, I started to feel like I had energy again and I had the capacity to, you know, listen to my best friends, like, Mm-hmm. what's going on in their world rather than just the people who were paying me to come and do breath yep. work or the community things that I was doing. And so, yeah, I sat in it and I just tried to understand why I was so triggered and why I felt so lost and so sad. And lo and behold, things just started getting better and better and things started feeling better and better. And then I guess my energy became back to what it was at the start of the year or even the year before that. And I started attracting things that we're in alignment, I yeah. guess. And I don't I don't know how do we actually explain alignment. I guess it's just a feeling. It's like a, a vibe that you emanate when you are doing things that are authentic to you mm-hmm. and that are true to who you are and that don't make you feel so to feel a lot more natural. It feels like it's coming to you instead of you having to force it. Yeah. yeah. And like and things just a lot I'm trying to think about how I could explain this in an easier to that dissect way. But alignment is just when you're at a certain frequency and things that are on the same frequency are being drawn to you yeah. and it's not forced and there's no like it's all authentic and there's no, you know. There's no anxiety around yeah. it. Yeah. And there's no desperation mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like this is either going to be the best thing ever or it's not and I'm going to learn yeah. something from it. So let's just see what it has to offer me. And that I think is what alignment is, just living true to how you feel and what feels right for you. 
I love that. So I guess a lesson to come from that and for, for those that are tuning in, it's like as hard as it is at the time, you have to be able to, instead of suppressing it and pushing those bad feelings away or, or trying to deflect it with something to numb it or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like sitting in that pain or that, that difficult time and it will subside exactly. and you'll be able to work through it and then you don't have that all that heaviness that's been suppressed and just pushed away, which at some point is going to come back to exactly, bite you in the ass. Exactly, and it might not come back. Like if something doesn't feel right for you in your body, it's going to be uncomfortable to change it, but you can't expect a different result if you're sitting there doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Like if I'd kept showing up to the things that I was showing up to, knowing that it didn't feel right in my body, how was I expecting anything else? Like I, I started to pull back from everything and people started noticing that my yeah. energy was different when I would show up to certain things. And people would write me messages being like, hey, I'm just checking in. Are you good? And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not good. Like yeah. I don't – this it doesn't feel right for me. And it was really uncomfortable. Like it was – only a few people in my life know how hectic last year was for me because I was so silent about it. But it really hurt. Like yeah. it really felt shit getting that uncomfortable and kind of just going, okay, this isn't right for me. I need to let it go. And I had to, it was like, it's like a breakup. It's like if you're in a relationship and in your heart, you know that you're not very happy, but you're stuck in that trauma response, I guess. It's like, it's going to be uncomfortable walking away from it, but you have to believe that there's better out there and you have Mm -hmm. to believe that there's something so much more delicious in store for you. Yeah. Yeah. And trust the universe. And I know that sounds like, yeah, trust the universe, but literally trust that the universe has your back Mm. because it does. I think what comes with that as well, if you are trying to ignore it or suppress it is, the feeling I, I've, I've definitely gone through it as well is the feeling of imposter syndrome, particularly, you know, you said you were turning up to these breathwork sessions and helping other people change their outcomes, but mm-hmm. at the same time behind closed doors feeling shit yourself. And, you know, an example from my perspective might be having a month or whatever, where I just come fuck training and I'm eating like shit, but I'm then turning up and telling clients to do the exact opposite. And it's not like you have that feeling of imposter syndrome, but it's also just understanding that you're going to go through shit and you don't have to show up the perfect image of what you portray yourself or the the industry that you're in or whatever you message you're trying to spread at all times and it's all right to be able to let your guard down yeah it is but Mm. you but it is that funny feeling when you are like you know you're at home eating uber eats but you're telling your clients to be (laughs) like no excuse me and then same with me it's like i'm being like go look in the mirror and do some mirror work and i'm like oh i'm not going to look at myself today or like you know go journal about how you feel and i'm like sitting in bed like ordering Yoshi or after Yoshi and watching sex in the city and just like crying instead of doing anything productive for myself some days. Like it, it feels funky, but you have to just yeah. listen to what your body needs, but to a degree, like you can't just keep doing that. Can't keep using that yeah. as an excuse. Yeah. Like sit in it and understand it, but don't let it overtake you. Like yeah. don't let it become an excuse. Like I had a one-on-one client yesterday who was, a, is a nurse, still is a nurse. And she was like, she came to me because she's like, I need, I need, help and I need to get through whatever it is that I'm getting through because she's like in my head I'm saying it's still COVID and she's like we haven't been in COVID for eight months like I can't keep explaining that you know COVID is the reason I'm doing these things it's like we haven't had a lockdown for this time and I'm still using that as an excuse so it's like there's a level of sitting in it and like making it you know responsibility yeah Yeah. taking responsibility yeah but also not putting pressure on yourself well, look, I'm happy to hear that um, everything is in such a great place. First so thing. much better than I could have um, ever imagined. <laughs> amazing stuff. And like I said, the feedback from our first episode was so great. And I just, what makes me really happy is that not only do a heap of people get to, you know, hear about you, but at the same time, there's been so many people benefit from it, which is, you know, why we put out the content and why we try and help as many people as we can, which is so great to see. 
one thing that's happened between last time and now is I came and did a breakthrough um, session with you, which we dived into a little bit in the first episode around, you know, you kind of explained how that was almost the catalyst for you jumping into this space. Um, I brought along a good friend of mine, Evan, who -hmm. did the experience as well. Um, I I mean, I've done an episode on what my experience was, um, but I guess we can kind of touch on a little bit the differences between my experience and Evan's and yeah, I guess like the whole fucking experience. It was crazy. Well, it was actually really beautiful for me to hold space for you too, because I've never actually ran a session that was two such different experiences right in front of me. Like Mm. in that there's been like workshops where people have had different experiences where, but it's never just been often when I run small groups, Mm. like what we did. And I guess when I run other like under five people, Everyone kind of ten- – I, I believe that everyone's energy fields kind of link up and everyone has the same response to mm-hmm. it. But for you two, it was so cool to watch because Evan was like having the most psychedelic trip I've ever witnessed anyone have and then <laughs> you were just like going through the motions of everything and it was just – it was really beautiful to watch. That was like one – that was one of the, my favourite breathwork sessions that I've ever run anyone through because of how di- – like the polarity between yeah. you guys were doing same music. So, I mean – same sequence of, yeah. of um, techniques and everything. stuff. Everything. Yeah. Everything was the exact same, except you both you just think, had. Um, and I might ask him after we record this, just in case he doesn't want in here, but I'm pretty sure he's pretty open about it. Evan had done a, a mushroom experience previously, like a, a, with a with someone proper. He didn't yeah, just like go a out shaman. Yeah. Do it on the weekend. Yeah. Um, do you think that had an impact on the fact that he was experiencing something similar to the experience he had on mushrooms? when we did that like would it been would it have been possible for him to have that experience without having their prior experience of doing mushroom see i have also i also did a rebirth session after i had uh, i did a shaman mushroom yep. experience a couple of months ago and i also had a breakthrough breathwork session after that and i didn't have anywhere near mm. of a psychedelic experience so for me that wasn't true but yeah. also some people do say that when they do like certain drugs they then go and do breath work and they can feel the same drug feeling mm. in their body so maybe it was that his mind was tapping back into something back into that consciousness but i think that um my favorite thing about breath work which i think i've said before is that every time you do it it'll be something different so his body obviously just needed that fun yeah. experience and he may have had like more of a shattering experience in the mushroom journey because we like we don't yeah. know what his mushroom journey was like but every time you do it it's just exactly what you need so maybe he just needed to have that like child like fun yeah. experience for his his body you know it was super interesting because i remember afterwards um i was we were messaging each other th- that afternoon um and because one thing i want to mention as well and i don't know whether you kind of recommend people do them together and stuff like that but i had i was on a podcast last week um with a guest that's been on the show and he's done a lot of these. Um, he's done a breakthrough session. He's done mushroom experiences and whatnot. And I was telling him how, you know, Evan and I know each other, but not like super well, mm. right? And it's like the most elevated state of vulnerability possible, mm-hmm. right? You're like going through every fucking emotion possible right in front of someone else, another grown man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but afterwards, it felt like our friendship or our connection was like, million times stronger would it be a beneficial thing for say like a sporting club or like a, a, a let's say like a, a group of staff members or like people within the same company to do this experience as a group because i feel like the bond between us even though we again we've we haven't seen each other since right so yeah. we're not like super close friends but 
I don't know, it was just this feeling afterwards of like, fuck, I know you so much better now. Well, it's a super raw and vulnerable yeah. moment. And when you do get vulnerable with someone, you do often get like, feel a little better bit connection. closer to them. And I guess I probably wouldn't suggest it for like co-workers. Mm. Like, like if it was like, say, like small teams, yes, beautiful. But like if it's, if you don't know the person to a degree, I don't think that... At sport teams, I think it's beautiful because you can use visualization and you can all be thinking about the same things in the visualizations and creating that energy and then like you're manifesting, right? Yeah. So say you have like a soccer team or a footy team, you can be, I can be guiding you through or the facilitator can be guiding you through visualization. So you're all going through whatever that is that you're all going through. And then not only that, but you're all thinking about the same thing and mm. you're all, you know, like you're so heightened and so hyped and so raw and open yeah. that you're all calling in the same thing. And yeah. like- Pulling it in is feeling it, right? Yeah. And so you have to feel it to have it come back to you. So I think that it would be super profound for like sports teams to do it as a group together. And I think that small groups would be beautiful to do it together. But I think that if it's like, you know, the whole of level 11 who some of them don't even know each other at yeah. a certain firm or whatever, I think that's probably a little bit too much too because much. you need to feel safe in a person's mm -hmm. energy to be able to do it. Like it's nice that you and Evan have whatever relationship that you have where you felt safe enough to invite him, right? Um but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't say do it with Pete. Like if you all come to a rebirth workshop or a breakthrough breathwork workshop and you all lay down together and you're all there for a reason, right? You're all there for the exact same reason. But if you're a level 11 at some law firm and you don't even know each other and then you all get put in the same room, you might not all want to go there, mm. you know? So I, I think that if you're a smaller group, yes, beautiful, super healing, mother, daughter, most beautiful thing ever, partners, yeah. beautiful, best friend groups, beautiful, sports teams, beautiful because of the visualization and the calling in of the manifesting. But I think that, um, yeah, like big group offices yeah. of people, maybe not so much. <laughs> so, not so much. as I said, I did this uh, episode <laughs> afterwards, running through it all. And again, if you haven't heard that um, and you want to kind of hear more about my experience, have a listen to that. But you know, I'd mentioned to you prior to doing it and I'd been doing breath work, you know, on and off for years now. I still had a lot of resistance to doing it because I was kind of worried about what might come up or mm -hmm. how I might respond or I don't know. I just had some form of resistance to it. What I wanted to ask you today is for someone who has done a breakthrough session, what are like your recommendations for afterwards, like directly after, like I journaled straight after um, and really kind of like, put some thought to the things that I kind of felt and saw um, in the experience and, and journaled a lot on that. How soon after your first one or how soon after you've done one, should you do another one? Is there certain practices that um, pair really well afterwards to get the most out of it? And yeah, I don't know. Is there kind of like an, not an aftercare? Yeah, there, there <laughs> like is there. A, a, almost like an aftercare type recommendation that you would, you would advise people to do so i think it's really important that you write down anything that's come up so some people the whole time have like a like evan did just a super vibey experience and they just are laughing and then they're you know it's it's super psychedelic but then other people you know you, you're taken back to places in your mind that you didn't realize you needed to go to or you're going back to things that you hadn't held space for yourself to grieve or laugh about or cry about or whatever it might be so I think that journaling after is super important because you get to write down what your body has shown you mm -hmm. because like you're laying with yourself, you're holding space for your body to go wherever it needs to go and like surrender to whatever it hasn't surrendered to before. So I think that acknowledging on paper or in your phone or however it might be what it is mm -hmm. so that you can be like, okay, cool. So that moment, you know, I didn't realize I was holding on to or I didn't realize I was being affected by and how is that showing up in my normal life now? And 
So I think journaling is really big. Um, and then for most people who haven't done breath work before, doing the breakthrough breath work session first, if you're skeptical or whatever, is so profound because it's like 99% of the time you have a moment that you're like, oh my gosh, what was that? Mm-hmm. And then you lean into it as a whole. So when I tell yeah. you to go away and do the Wim Hof method, or if I tell you to go away and do, you know, fire breathing or whatever, yeah. you're going to be like, okay, cool. Cause my body felt like that there. And I had yeah, such yeah, an yeah. insane moment. Whereas if I was to have a consult call with you and say, you know, go onto YouTube and do this. And, and then, you know, you don't drop in because you're still in your head and you, you yeah. give up halfway through. I think that, yeah, just breath work afterwards is. You lose a bit of faith in what yeah. like, the, the result's going to be. Yeah. yeah. So, but I always suggest breath work afterwards, like whatever, you know, if someone's struggling with anxiety, it would be just like light, slow, deep belly breaths with not many breath holds. If someone wanted like the hype up or like the, you know, the release style, it would be more of a fire breath or a mouth breathing session. Um, but it's journaling and it's other breath work. And you literally won't have a conversation with me without me suggesting having a cold shower. <laughs> Yeah, like sure. you just there's no there's no session that you're going to come to that no one's not going to benefit from, from a cold shower. Yeah, so I always recommend that as homework. People, I don't know what they do. I often just say like, pick a scream song, put the shower on cold, and just do a couple of seconds extra every time, and that's all you can do is just your best. Mm. So journaling, breath work, and cold showers. For someone that has resistance to breath work in general, mm-hmm. right? So let's say they choose not to do the breakthrough session as their initial um, experience with it. Like, is there any advice around that in terms of like whether it's their resistance to feeling like they can't do the breath, resistance to um, not wanting to sit with their own thoughts or resistance to just not actually sitting still for fucking long enough to do it? Like, what type of advice do you have around that for people who have never had any breathwork experience? Get curious about why you're resisting it so much. Like, Mm. what is going on for you that mean that you're like not leaning into it and why are you putting up so many walls? Like, is it – I guess some people resist it because – I resisted it so – I'll tell you why I resisted it so much at the start. This is probably easier. I resisted it so much at the start because I'd tried meditation. I'd tried the slow breathing, like the slow relaxing just – Like box breathing. Yeah, box breathing and stuff like that. And I would get two minutes into it and go, I can't do this. This is not me. Like I don't Mm -hmm. do breathing. I don't do meditation. So I had so much resistance towards it because I'd tried little bits, but I'd never tried it in a way that was guided with someone who – I'd never fully surrendered to it and Mm -hmm. I'd never given it any, like, I never believed in it. So for me, the resistance was because it was going to be a waste of my time because yoga didn't feel good, because meditation didn't feel good, because box breathing didn't feel good. So I didn't, that's why I was like, why am I doing this? When I did the breakthrough session on Zoom, that was my resistance because I was like, this is going to be a waste of my time and that's why I don't want to do it. But then other people see, like, other people see, videos on Instagram or videos on YouTube of people having these like really emotional releases and they're scared of being vulnerable. Yeah. So I think that people are quite scared about what is going to come forward. Like you said, when you were coming, it's like you didn't know what was going to surface and you never do know what's going to surface. Mm-hmm. So I think that people don't necessarily enjoy being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, the unknown. Yeah. The unknown. It's scary, but it's so fun once you step into it. Like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I mean, obviously we spoke about it afterwards, um, which was so full. And you know, the craziest thing. So, and this is probably not going to help someone go and do it, but for the but for the rest of the day, like I think I had like two or three people call me, and this is like hours afterwards, and I just answered the phone and just start fucking bullying my eyes out. Yeah, but that's what you needed. Yeah, like that's but what no, your like, body needed. But the craziest thing that I found, yeah, yeah, for sure. The thing that I found very interesting though was that like I wasn't sad even afterwards. You know how we were kind of like 
you were reading out the cards to me mm. and whatnot and I was fucking just crying like a little baby. But I – there wasn't like – a f- there wasn't anything that was like kind of specifically triggering it. Like I wasn't sad about anything in particular. Yeah. And the, even like the experience that I had was all, like was really cool and it was like super interesting and stuff. But then for some reason afterwards it was just like making me sad. Well, so what this is, and again, you can't really, there's no like scientific reason why, but this is just a theory. And I guess this is my theory from what I've learned. But like we've talked about before, the word emotion is energy in motion, right? Mm -hmm. And as humans, we don't grant ourselves permission to feel what we always want to feel. Like I've said it on here before, but I'll say it again. You get angry. You can't scream. You feel tears well up in your eyes. You can't cry. You Mm -hmm. can't laugh. It's not appropriate, right? And what you'll notice as well is when you go into a, you know, when you're scared or you go into like a a scary moment or a sad moment, you'll often hold your breath. Okay. So like something happens and you get scared and you hold your breath. Okay. So when you lay down with yourself and this starts from a young age, this doesn't start from like, this isn't just like in the last two weeks or the last four weeks. This is from like when your mom told you to stop crying when you were five or when, you know what I mean? Like all of these things that happened growing up. So when you just lay with yourself and you sit with yourself all of the moments energetically that you haven't held space for yourself to let go of before just come forward. And that's why you do start to feel emotional. And that's why sometimes you can't put a reason to it because it's just your body just needed to let it go. Like your body has had that, you know, been holding on to whatever that is for so long that you just, once you grant yourself permission to feel it and let, let it go, it's like, you finally transmute it. So even though you couldn't explain what it yeah. was, it was probably something that happened. Someone was probably mean to you when you were 11 and you didn't want to cry because you didn't want to be a little wuss and now like you're crying as a man because yeah. you didn't grant yourself permission at that point yeah. and you probably can't remember what the moment is, mm. but you had like opened it up and you'd shaken everything up that day. So then for the rest of the day, you out. were just like, okay, there we go. <laughs> Here yeah. we go again. Uh, yeah. but did Strong you, but- breeze fucking put me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> but you felt better after, right? Yeah, for sure. Imagine if you're like, yeah. no, I, I yeah. didn't actually. <laughs> no, I did. I definitely did. Like you Is, feel lighter. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. And that was Evan's kind of feedback as well. He said he just felt so much lighter um, and very much so like a euphoric type, just very calm and like, I don't know, just light feeling, yeah. And did you get one of my favorite things about breath work? And this happens to me every time I do it. You lay down and you know, you might go back to that 10 year old moment or you might just be dealing with whatever. And then, but you also are sitting there and you just get these downloads of like things that you've been trying to figure out in your head for the last couple of Mm. weeks and you haven't been able to figure it out. And then all of a sudden it just is there and you've got the answer to whatever it is. And I call it a download. Did you get that as well? Yeah. I didn't ask you. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, you just have these full circle moments where you're just like, Oh, I just needed to breathe and just like unpack it in my head. And sometimes you don't even actually unpack it. You just get the answer. And it's like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Why is that happening? Yeah, it happened like uh, very early on in that session. So like, and because I remember when it happened, I was thinking to myself, fuck, I'm not going to have like this crazy experience because I'm thinking about like work. But it was a good, it was a good thing because it was like something that I'd been contemplating or like kind of stuck on for a little bit. And it wasn't even like anything that specific, but I just had this like whole fucking like little business idea. <laughs> And it always came to me and I'm like, fuck, I hope I remember this at the end. But then I was also thinking, geez, I hope I don't like get tied up in this now and just get distracted from it. But anyway, it was, it was good. It was, that's that's like one of my favorite parts is just the downloads, like the moments where you just come full circle and Mm. you're like, oh, that's such a good idea. Or like, that makes so much sense. Or like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Um, And as I said, I've sent a few, few people to you now. I think um, Kate, Lenny have, have both come in and their feedback's been fantastic as well. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, is there an optimal time? Like I've got a few clients who are just doing the breathwork. They've never done a breakthrough, but they've really fallen in love with their cold showers and breathwork every single day and stuff. And some feedback has been around like the differences they notice in their breath hold, depending on like one, maybe like their stress levels, two, whether they've had alcohol the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there an optimal time of the day to do the breath work? And is there anything that you would advise or advise against in terms of having an effective breathwork session? So never do it after food, first thing. Just like if you've eaten a big meal straight away, you're never going to have such a night. Like, yeah, you can do some slow breathing, Mm. but I wouldn't do like an active breath session after a meal. Slow breathing for digestion, beautiful, but like not like, like not hype up. Mm. Um, But I mean, Wim Hof talks about breathing to cure your hangover. It's never actually worked for me, but I know that you mentioned that someone had given you feedback that their breath holds weren't as long after they'd been drinking. So I guess when you drink, you're poisoning your body. Like, let's be honest, even though it's like so appropriate and acceptable, it's really poisoning you. So you're putting your body into such a stress response that I guess when you wake up the next morning, you haven't slept properly. Like whether you think you have or not, you haven't had the proper, yeah, your cortisol, like you haven't had any REM sleep. You've been, you've just passed out pretty much, right? So your body's not functioning optimally. So I guess you're in more of a heightened stress response. So you're, and when you put yourself into a breath hold, it is a controlled stress response. stress response. Yeah. So I think that that's, I mean, I don't actually, like, I'm just, I reckon that's what it is, is that it's, a, they're both stress response and your body's kind of just like, oh, I'm just holding on right now, mm. you know? So I would probably suggest a cold shower, like a good amount of cold shower Yeah. to, to really. As a good hangover cure. As, as a well. hangover cure, but, but mostly like, like sit in it until you don't hate it anymore and then try doing breath work and then you'll probably have cured your hangover. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just try to jump straight into breath work, it's like you're still in that that like really heightened state and your breath holds aren't going to be as good and you're not going to feel as delicious because of that because your body's not going to want to drop into it as much because you're like on mm-hmm. edge. But if you stay in a cold shower for long enough to come back to your parasympathetic, which happens after about a minute and a half, your heart rate comes back down and you're in, you, you come back into your body then you were to get out and do breath work, I think you would probably enjoy the breath holds a lot more and be able to hold for a lot longer. Interesting. And I also would never... Have a big night and test that theory out. Yeah, give us a go. Um, maybe try when you get your ice bath and have a proper ice bath. Like yeah. you really shock the system. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I also don't ever think it's... Um, I think if you're, like you're a woman and you're on your period, I would not suggest doing any intense breath work during that time as well. I think that's a very important time to just be doing delicious things for your body because that's already such a big release in your body. Um, right. So that's one thing that I always suggest. I wouldn't suggest booking a rebirth or a breakthrough, sorry, breathwork session or doing too intense of um, the Wim Hof method, like no mouth breathing, just very slow, delicious during your bleed because that's already so much for your body. So much, yeah. Yeah, so not, not after food. After a hangover, you just want to be cold shower into breathwork. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, not on your period. We have, uh, we've touched on last time um, and with a number of guests, we've touched on like vibrational frequencies and, you know, you mentioned at the start, like being in such a high vibe. Um, I think there's still, it can still be quite confusing for people who don't really understand like the law of vibration and how like the um, law of attraction falls underneath it and all this type of stuff. So can you just do a, a short explanation yeah. um, for the people of like, what vibrational frequency kind of is and and how we can alter it from a low to a high state. So if you walk into a room, you can, I don't know if I said this in the last one, sorry if I'm repeating myself, but if you walk into a room, you can intuitively feel if someone has a good or a bad vibe. Mm. Like people come on an energy all the time, right? So I believe, and this is from my own experience, 
no one would have ever described me as having a good vibe back in the day, like pre my Britney Spears moment, pre breath work, pre like when I was just like didn't shave the mug. Yeah, didn't no. didn't didn't quite get there, yeah. but did some crazy stuff out in public. Um, but no, I. <laughs> I uh, pre all of that, no one would have ever looked at me and gone, she's got, you've got such a good vibe. Like no one would be commenting on my energy. Right. right? But when this is only my opinion, people, I believe people store their emotions in their energy field. So we have our 1.5 meter energy field. And I believe that people store their trauma in their energy field energetically. Right. So I believe that when someone is at a low vibration, and you know things are happening to them and they're always sick and they're always complaining and and they're stuck at that yeah like like it's always oh poor me which used to be me literally used to be me i'd be like oh my god i've got tonsillitis again or like oh my god i didn't sleep like all that kind of stuff everything was happening to me i had a low vibe no one wanted to hang out with me not like yeah my friends but it was all just low vibe stuff like Mm. we'd just match each other's frequencies like i'd call my friend and she'd tell me about how shit her sleep was so i'd tell her about how shit my sleep was you know what i mean and we all just stayed stuck in that low frequency but then i started to i guess i had my moment and my moment was in my breakthrough session um and i started to i guess shed the things that had been stored in my field i started to feel lighter and i started to understand you know the idea of attracting things and and being at a certain frequency then attracting things on that same frequency so i mean i think that i raised my frequency by doing breakthrough breathwork sessions and shifting through the things that i hadn't held space for my body to shift through like going back to those moments where i was bawling my eyes out or laughing so hard at things that i hadn't granted myself permission to do and then also like catching myself when I was complaining and, and, and yeah. starting to be like, okay, cool. I had a shit sleep. What am I going to do about it? I'll have a cold shower. I'll go to bed earlier tonight. I'm going to look at why I had a shit sleep mm-hmm. instead of like, oh my God, that was happened to me again. And just start starting to take responsibility. And you kind of have to, if you are one of those people who are stuck and you're always at the doctor and there's always something wrong and you're always wondering like what what's going mm-hmm. on for you. It's like, you have to start taking a bit of responsibility and nice. understand yeah. that if you're, you know, doing your best Monday to Friday and like going to the gym and, you know, um, working out and reading five pages of a book at nighttime, but then you're spending Saturday, Sunday, it's like seshing and like drinking nonstop and just like being at that low frequency. You can't really expect anything good to yeah. happen during the week because you're putting yourself back there every week. And all of this work that you're doing throughout the week is keeping you at this low vibe. So you have to just understand that you have to take a step out of what you think is normal and what you think is comfortable to then actually get comfortable, yeah, getting, yeah, you know, because sure. it's so much nicer on the other side. Once you do have nice energy, I guess yeah. that sounds weird to say, but like similar to what you said at the start, you need to be willing to step into the discomfort. It's like, yes, it, like no, we're not, it's not saying that like going from being at that low vibrational frequency to the higher one and, and changing all these habits and changing like the way you kind of carry yourself daily is just going to be like some easy, quick fix. It's mm-hmm. like, there will be some difficulty and a lot of discomfort there. But as you said, once you break through that and that becomes part of who you are now, yeah, it's life-changing. Yeah, but it's like it's like calling your friends to complain about stuff and talk about other people all day is going to keep you at a low frequency. Mm. Like, like that's, what, that's, that's one of the biggest ones I find is that like simple shit like that. And that's what people just don't even recognize it because it's, they're so used to doing that now. But it's like that same thing. It's like it's something as simple as instead of feeling your – mind with either thoughts or or the way you speak all day talking about all the shit that you don't want to happen all all the people you don't want to see all the people you don't like it's like literally just switch that around to 
only thinking and speaking about the things that you do want to happen or yeah. only speaking positively of someone else and just simple shit. Yeah, exactly. I actually think it was after my first breathwork session that I decided that I would challenge myself to five days not talking shit mm. and five days not complaining mm -hmm. and, I, and it was uncomfortable and I'd stop myself and I'd be like oh I just did it again and I would and I also started listening to binaural beats which I know yeah. you've listened to before and I would like ground I would walk around the botanical gardens with bare feet first thing in the morning instead of going to the gym and like listening to like the hectic music and like running and lifting weights and being in my stress response I decided to just spend five days doing things that like nurtured me and like trying to change it mm -hmm. this is actually what I did and I listened to binaural beats and I walked barefoot around the botanical gardens and like stared at the sun and like did like stared at the sun first thing in the morning, not in the middle of the day. But I stared at the sun and I just did like grounding things. I remember after my first session, I listened to a Joe Dispenza um, podcast or I don't know, something. Or maybe it was in Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that book. That's so good. Such a good book. Um, and I just challenged myself to five days of doing high vibe things. And I felt uncomfortable. Like mm. I remember being like, I just want to listen to like Beyonce or whatever it was that I was listening to at the time. And I was like, no, just try listening mm -hmm. to the binaural beats. Try doing nose breathing. Try grounding. And I didn't believe in grounding then. And I was like, just try all these things. And every time I'd talk on the phone, I wouldn't listen. Anytime my mom or my sister or my best friend would talk about something shit, I'd be like, I can't do that this mm. week, stop. Yeah. And slowly with time, everything just started to feel better. And now I don't. Like, like it's I don't have anything bad to say. Because <laughs> it's, it's just like, what's the point? What's yeah. the point of talking shit? And exactly. if something bad happens, it's like, Instead of something, when bad stuff happens to me now, I'm like, cool, what's the lesson? What do I need to know about this? Like even the worst things I'm like, like last year, I that sucked. And yeah. the old me would have gotten stuck and like started to become self-destructive instead of just being like, what is this going to teach me? Like, how am I going to get through yeah, this? Like, what's the lesson here? Yeah, it's it's just about changing. And it's un it's so uncomfortable at the start because you we as humans, we're addicted to, we can control, how do I explain this? we want to be able to predict what's going to happen all the time. So we can predict that we're going to feel shit tomorrow if we keep doing what we're doing. And that feels better than the unknown. Yeah. So we just stay in that victim mindset because when we're in the victim mindset, we know how shit our day yeah. is going to be. We're going to get through There's it. There's no unknown there. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, I can control everything that happens to me today because I know, but if you're going to step out of your comfort zone, you don't know. You got to, you got to step into the mm. unknown to be able to change it. Crazy. So crazy. You mentioned this then the nose breathing. Um, I guess as we kind of get towards the end here, I wanted to ask you about the um, mouth taping mm -hmm. and the benefits of it. Um, I've just started doing it and um, it's been great. Like I, I kind of, I don't know, it's one of those things where you know you should do it or like once you start it, you're like, I've known about this for ages. Why the fuck did I not do this earlier? But anyway, so taping the mouth before going to sleep, um, I've definitely noticed one, I wake up feeling a lot fresher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, looking at my stats on my whoop, like I'm waking up less throughout the night, falling asleep a lot quicker, which I don't usually have that much of an issue with, but I just felt like literally as soon as I lay down and put my head on the pillow, it's like lights out. Um, and yeah, genuinely having better sleep. So can you explain to the listener, one, what it is? Because it sounds pretty fucking crazy. Like I mentioned it to a few clients this week and they literally looked at me like I was a psychopath. Um, I, sent I had to tell them it's like it's not duct tape. Like I haven't fucking abducted myself and just wrapped myself up with tape. But can you explain like what it is? So I actually sent a client into the chemist to get tape and she called me when she came out and she was like, they honestly were concerned for my health. And I was like, what do you mean? She's <laughs> like, I went in and said, can I have tape to tape my mouth to sleep? And the lady was like, I'm just going to get the pharmacist for you. Yeah, I'm like, going to call the police. <laughs> like, I'm just going to yeah. check what's going on for you. No, so basically 
we have our nose in our mouth, right? And we can breathe in and out of our mouth and in and out of our nose. But if you look at the, um, I guess, structure of our, I don't know what, like the physiology of our body, I don't even know what the word is. Our mouth has no breathing capabilities. Like when you look at what our mouths do, it doesn't want say, take, like breathe, right? But we do it because we just switch over to mouth breathing and it just becomes habitual. But our noses are actually, if you put your hand up against your face, that's the size of your nasal cavity, right? So when you breathe in through your nose, you're mixing your nose breath with nitric oxide, which is helping the blood and like the hemoglobin, oxygen, carbon dioxide transfer happen a lot nicer in your body. Mm-hmm. And it's keeping, it's doing the right things. Like it's, it's, it's filtering the air, it's heating the air up, it's doing everything that it should be for your body to digest the air, right? And when you mouth breathe, it is a... Nose breathing, sorry, rewind. Nose breathing is a parasympathetic response to the Mm -hmm. body. Mouth breathing is a sympathetic response. So nose breathing is rest and digest. Mouth breathing is fight or flight. Yeah. So at nighttime, and anyone that I suggest mouth mouth taping to, they always go, I nose breathe, don't worry. You do nose breathe. You get into bed, you fall asleep, and you're nose breathing. Okay, that's fine. You roll over at nighttime, you move around, you open your mouth, you start mouth breathing. And because your body can only be in a parasympathetic or a sympathetic state at one time, it can't be in both nervous systems. When you start mouth breathing, your body starts to slowly wake itself up and it doesn't actually fully wake itself up, but it starts to send more. Yeah. Yeah. It sends more blood to your arms, sends more blood to your legs. Like doesn't worry about digesting food as much. doesn't, you know, worry about doing all of the things that it should be doing because it doesn't know that there's not a tiger in your bedroom. And it doesn't know that you're not going to have to be up at any second. So then something happens in your room or like you jolt and you wake yourself up because you're in such a light sleep because mm-hmm. you're not in your full rest and like you're not fully in your body because you think that you might be yeah. on edge. Yep, yep. So when you tape your mouth, you stop yourself from opening your mouth in the middle of the night. And so you stay in your parasympathetic all night and your body actually gets to have restful sleep. Mm. And this is actually also if you feel uncomfortable about the idea of mouth taping, that is like completely understandable because it's such a weird concept. Get yourself surgical tape. So micropore tape or any tape that is safe to use on your skin. And if it makes you feel really uncomfortable, but you're interested, put it on for like an hour before you go to sleep or while you're watching a movie and just see how it feels and play around with how easy it is for you to get it off. Because so many people get so scared about it and they're like, what if I can't breathe or I suffocate or I die or whatever? And they get freaked out and they scare themselves, but just play around with it. Wear it for 20 minutes before you go to bed, wear it while you're reading, wear it while you're doing whatever you do in your nighttime routine and like get comfortable with it and then start sleeping with it and understand like I take my mouth probably five nights a week, if not six nights a week. And I have since 2020 and some nights I wake up with it off and it's the nights that I'm congested. Your body's going to take it off. Yeah. Like you're not going to. You're not going to literally suffocate yourself yeah. because of some light tape on your mouth. Exactly. Like your your body is going to, your body is going to take it off if you need to. And you're going to start mouth breathing and you wake up in the morning with tape somewhere else in your bed. Mm. And you're not, it, you're not going to die. I promise you that. Disclaimer. Yeah, full disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> but also don't come to us if you do. Yeah. Yeah. They won't because I'll be dead. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Ella, this has been fantastic i've really enjoyed it um and i'm sure we will do round three but uh firstly congrats on how well everything is going and thank you for the the first episode and for this one because i know it's going to help a lot of people just like the first one did um along with the breathwork session that you sent through which is um which is awesome i've been doing it so so often um and a lot of my clients are just like i had a message from a client the other day who had clearly never done breathwork before and they were just like holy fuck I feel so good. I just did this breathwork session. She's like, 
I don't even know why I messaged you, but I just wanted to tell you to let you know that I did it. Um, so if you haven't tried it, please do go and give it a try. Um, and I'm looking forward to coming down to the Breath House. Yes, That's the Breath yes, House. Once it's open. Um, and I'm sure we'll share that on socials and stuff so everyone knows when it's open. You can go down and check it out yourself as well. Um, but thanks for coming on, Ella. If Thank you for having you me. Add, feel free to jump in. Otherwise, we will have your socials and everything in the show notes um, like last time and Thanks for your time. I have nothing to say except for do the things that make you feel uncomfortable because your life is so much better on the other side of those little moments of discomfort. That's all I have to say is just I hope that everyone who's listening to this does something that makes them feel uncomfortable in a controlled way. Don't do anything like weird, but <laughs> go and push yourself out of your comfort zone because it's so nice in there, out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, thank you, Ella, and thanks to everyone who has tuned in to this episode. Um, it would help us a lot if you take a screenshot of this episode, if you've enjoyed it, share it on your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Ella. As I said, her socials will be in the show notes. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback, and, of course, we want more and more people to be able to hear this because it's going to help a lot of people. So thanks so much. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself.